y'all, it's your girl at Joy Leah, and welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. Today, I am going to be talking to Mr. Laurice Trouder. We are going to be talking today about the Chicago Beer Gang. Beer Gang Chicago, y'all. This is a new thing, and we are going to get into it, because I have a lot of questions about this, y'all. So, y'all sit back, relax. And enjoy this podcast interview with Laurice Trotter, a.k.a. Reese. <laughs> Throw up them deuces. Again, welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. This segment, I'm going to be talking to my man, my homeboy, my way back partner, y'all. We're going to get into some of that too. His name is Laurice Trotter, and he represents the beer gang of Chicago, y'all. So this is something new. I've been watching him on Facebook and Instagram, and he got like a whole, how do I say this? Like a whole movement, y'all, when it comes to this beer gang. This is a black man. So we're going to get a little bit into that and learn more about what he has going on. So, Reese, Laurice, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I wasn't drinking my nose. I'm scratching my nose. And I'm also drinking craft beer. Like, you know, beer gang in Chicago, it's really about craft beer in general. So it's more than just beer. Because there's beer and there's craft beer, so you know, I'm, you know, just out here uh, trying to just bring a light to the craft beer movement, especially in the black craft breweries. That's what I'm really specializing in right now. It's more more popular, so you know, it's all about uh, representing craft beer and local beer and black craft beer in particular. You know, so okay, so yeah, let's get into that now. I mean. I've been knowing you for a long time, and, you know, we done drank, we done, you know, did all type of stuff. What, you know, made you get into the Beer Gang of Chicago? Where, where did this concept come from? Well, Beer Gang Chicago is really a tagline. Um, I honestly don't know its source. I really got it from my homeboy DJ. My homeboy DJ, he's a fellow black craft beer enthusiast and I would see him you know online and stuff and he'll be somewhere and he'll post the different beer that he was drinking he didn't really say much about the beer he just post the beer the name of it and if you just like the way it fucking look you know what I'm saying you might want to go find it so like um, I uh, just took it a step further and um, actually talking about the beers and how to taste from a regular person's point of view like I always try to sprinkle in different beer stuff that regular people that drink alcohol wouldn't really know but I would really try to come at it from a point of view of a person that's just like at a party and they own boy or own girls like I try this beer or whatever and you're like shit kind of too whatever or this might whatever so you know I always came at it from that angle and um, I really started every I was working a job and I was very good at it and I would be finished with my work rather early so the job wasn't micromanaged so I would leave the office and just go to like downtown I worked in downtown Chicago at the time I just go to all the different bars and stuff I started just having different beers and from having different beers I started just talking about it on camera and this is before I really, really knew the different styles of beer. Because the average person that drinks beer, they think beer is just beer. It's like a lot of different styles of beer that taste totally different. So, and that's how it all started. You know, it, it's more into it, that story goes further into I start how I started working in beer, but that was the beginning. It was really me on my lunch break, on my break at the job, sneaking the drink, <laughs> sneaking. 
you can smell my breath then. That means you can too close anyway. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, you know, just having, you know, a, a cocktail or two during the work hour. And I just started going to the bars and the South Loop mostly and just drinking a lot of different beers. Started with the beers that they have in special. We got this beer $4 and it's 7% ABV. And ABV means alcohol by volume. It's the same thing with fifth, y'all. Like a fifth of alcohol would be 40% ABV. Right. So like this can of beer that I have, I think this is, um, this may be 16 ounces and it's 6.3% ABV. So regular beer, like if you have a Heineken or a Modelo or Stella or just your Budweiser or Bud Lights, they're going to be between 4.7 and 5.2. So I just wanted to drink, you know, better beer and more high power beer so I wouldn't have to drink so many beers. I want to give my book. Quicker, <laughs> <laughs> be peeing all night. And then, so that's how I got into craft beer, learning about the ABB and the IBUs and things of that nature. That's a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm talking too much. You supposed to be asking me questions? No, you supposed to. I'm interviewing you, so you doing you doing what you're supposed to do. Where did this love of beer come from? Because it couldn't have just been going on lunch break, like because it's all type of you know liquor, wine, stuff like that. Where did that come from? Because I, I don't remember you being such a big beer drinker until the last few years. Um, well, I always, I, I always drank beer. Um, but it was more of a, it was more of a social thing. I didn't, at the time, I didn't drink beer and enjoy beer. I drank beer. I mean, you really don't drink alcohol and enjoy it taste wise. Drink it for the action. Right. Um, excuse me. That was a beer burp, by the way. With beer, <laughs> I was, you know, I was just drinking with, you know, as, as a black person, you grow up, the first beer you drank was most likely a malt liquor. I remember the first like beer. Or like Bud Light or something like that. Actually, Bud Light and Bud Light and all that stuff is not malt liquor. Malt liquor would be like, Stuff that was in forties, like Saint Ives, and, uh, uh, you know, Coke forty fives, yeah. yeah, Deuce, you know, Deuce, and, Deuce, like Deuce, Deuce is a big liquor, and in the black community at the time, in reference to beer, that's what we were subject to because that was the cheapest form of beer you could make. Malt right. liquor is beer that's originally made the correct way, but they just skim off the top where all the foam and all of the, the sugar and stuff comes to the top and they bottle that. And that's what malt liquor is. So mm. malt liquor is, is higher in sugar. And if your beer is higher in sugar, it's going to be higher in alcohol. So, you know, it was a way to make cheap liquor to sell it at a cheap price to put it in the ghetto. And you got brothers drinking 40 ounces of malt liquor Really, really bad for your system. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but that's what, that was the first beer that I ever drank. Malt liquor, I drank uh, it. Mickey, my cousin Alan, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? I was a young boy, and that was, he gave me a sip of that beer. It's a malt liquor. And then, you know, through that, you know, and you, um, you just drink the beers that you see, you know, your Bud White, your Bud Ice, and then you start thinking that you fake fancy and shit, you start drinking, uh, Heineken. notice that now like um you go to you know a restaurant or something like that they have all these draft beers on the wall and um you know I'm not a beer drinker so I would see that and you know people would try to explain you know their this type of beer has a, a, a cider taste and this type of beer has a lemon taste and stuff like that and I'm like okay just give me some wine or something like that but 
you know, you you had to in some way get in the industry and learn the different, you know, tastes, the different vibes and stuff like that. How did you get into that industry to learn, you know, the difference between each each beer? Because how you're explaining it, it's like you've right. done some research. You've really, you know. Um, what, what it really was, was um, I knew, like, before I really started knowing the, all of the different styles of beer, I knew certain beer was different. I knew that uh, drinking a Modelo as opposed to, like, let's say a Heineken. Or, or, yeah, well, let's say a Heineken. Drinking a Modelo compared to a Heineken. Now, in all actuality, they're the same style of beer. Huh? <laughs> only difference is, um, the Modelo is just made a little bit different because it's a Mexican style lager, but they're both lagers. Like, in the beer world, for people, and I'm definitely more so even in a general sense, people in general, but, you know, going back to, like, with black people, like, we all grew up drinking a form of a lot. Every beer that you can think of that you saw your uncles drinking, you know, you went to a party, saw it being served parties from Heineken's, Coronas, Stella's, Budweiser, Bud Lights, Miller Highlights. Like, that's all really one style of beer, and that's what makes people think that all beer is the same. But that's one style of beer, and that's the most crushable style of beer. That's the beer with the lower ABV. So if you're thinking about it economically and I'm making beer, I'm going to make a beer with a lower ABV because you're going to want to buy another. Mm. Because it's like, man, I need a little bit more. But, you know what I'm saying? This is only 5.2% alcohol. So, you know, um, whereas if you have a higher ABV, you know, maybe 8% or something with your shot of Hennessy or whiskey or whatever. It's like, it take care of half of your night bath. <laughs> that folks need to know about. So I don't drink bloggers now at hardly ever. Uh, there is a good lager on the market made by a black brewery in Chicago called Moore's, M-O-O-R-S. It has a honeydew accent. It's a very good lager, about 5.5% ABV. Shameless plug, but I'm always going to plug local and black-owned breweries. Shout out Hip and Hops in Atlanta. Uh, shout out Alfonso uh, Brewery in Atlanta and a couple of other, you know, black breweries in Atlanta. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really big on um, the flavor profile, the ABV. Um, and, you know, I, I just... I be wanting to explain beer to mostly black folks. Because we know? don't know. Right. No, you we know? really don't. Go ahead. No, Go I ahead. was going to say, so I know you did work at a beer company, correct? I worked at four beer companies. Okay. And what did you actually do at the at, at these beer companies? Well, I worked for Lagunitas which is um, one of the biggest beer companies in the world. Wow. Um, I I was on the sales and marketing team. I was literally the only black guy on the sales and marketing team out of 500 people. So Dang. when um, it would be sales and marketing, I would know what it looked like being. I also worked for Short Fuse Brewery which is a uh, a brewery in the Chicagoland area. It's by O'Hare Airport. Some of the best beers in the city. I did a lot of brand ambassador work for them. Um, I worked for Vice Brewery, which is the first black brewery in Chicago. Um, that was actually my first beer job. They, uh, I, was, I happened to go in there to have a beer, and the owner recognized me from doing my beer shit online. Wow. Which, uh, like, we don't even really have any space for anybody to work here, but I'm, I just want to squeeze you in to work here for us, just doing something. And um, and I also worked for a 
Burn City Brewery. That was the last brewery that I worked at. I got into an uh, accident and was in the hospital and all that stuff. There, I was. Um, I did the milling, which is pretty much um, taking the barley and grain and putting 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 them in the chopper to mix it up for it to be boiled to put. Uh, into the beer and to make the beer and things of that nature. I helped with the canning. It was, you know, you do, when you work at breweries on that sector, on the ground, you do a little bit of everything. So, you know, you know, something that's helping make it. There's something to help me to can the beer, package the beer, you know, all that type of stuff. So, you know, I worked for a lot of breweries and, um, being a black guy doing It's kind of, kind of, that's what kind of got people talking about right there. And it's like, it's not as taboo as it was. Mm-hmm. We having a little technical difficulties, y'all. Give me one second. About um, the black, you know, when you was working, how the black people, you know, really didn't, I guess, know about the different types of beers. So, you went ahead and, you know, I guess felt the need to educate us, I would say. Yeah, like, um, when I worked at Lagunita, that was a big deal because, um, descriptions of black people, like, not only at the jobs, when I worked at the breweries and stuff like that, when I really pretty much, my job was to drink beer with people and kick the shit at Lagunita. You know, like, I did tours and help with different projects with the company and stuff like that. But it was like when black people came in there, they saw me and they just would be geeked. And you better believe I hooked their ass up as soon as I could. But um, I would just, they would be coming in there because it's something different. You know, more people are going to wine distilleries and breweries and, and, and sampling things and things of that nature. Yeah. So. Um, you know, a lot of black people come to the brewery and they don't really know much about beer at all. But it's something different and it, I think it's great. I think it's awesome and it's just even more warm feeling when you see somebody look like you and that it's about to talk shit and tell you how it tastes and tell and recommend some shit that they already know how you're getting down. You know what I'm saying? It's like being able to be identified with something. So like even since working there, like when I'm at the bar, when I'm anywhere, and there's some black people there, you know, and they're working here, and it'd be a brother there, and he's like, well, let me get that honey. Hey. <laughs> no, don't get there. that. I'm going to help him out, because he's not getting it, because he likes the way that it tastes, and it's nothing against honey, and I, I drink it, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, he don't know anything else, and that's why a lot of those bigger breweries sell like this. Not because they so fast, because people are so used to seeing them and they see them everywhere. And it's like, well, if I want to bid, I'm going to grab this. But support local bid, y'all. You know what I'm saying? No matter whatever state you in, you know, ask the waiter. If you want to drink a bid, ask the waiter or the bartender what local bid y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll be putting money in the pocket of somebody that might stay down the street from you. You know what I'm saying? And that shit matters. As yeah. opposed to just keeping giving the money to these companies, you know, right? You know, and I'm a drink of Corona. Okay, so with the local beers, you know, because we was having te- technical difficulties, y'all, but we back right. like we never right. left. So with the local beers, I mean, do they taste better than you know? The average, you know, Corona Modelo, like, so, you know, because you were saying support the local beers. I mean, you, you want to support them, but you want it to taste good, too, so. Exactly. Um, I feel like even with the local beers, um, you just have to pinpoint what type of style of beer that you like. If you like a Mexican lager, I'm pretty sure locally, um, well, not everywhere, depending on your Mexican population, but that doesn't even matter because. Most of the time, the guys is making the Mexican lager is a white guy. But um, 
if you want, uh, if you like the style of a Miller Lite or a Mexican Lager or or uh, Heineken, there are local beers that's the same style of beer. It's just their swing on it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if you like a Heineken, your local beer that's the style of that style of beer is going to taste better because they're going to, it's not mass produced. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like they, they can put more care in the beer than somebody that's, you can get a Heineken any fucking where in the world. Right. So like, and also, if you get local beer, it's going to be fresher. Oh. From somewhere down the street. They didn't have to container it to the top of its abilities, put it on the truck. It, it, now, the trucks are, are uh, weather controlled, so it'll still be refrigerated. It'll still be fresh in a general sense, but nothing is more fresh than drinking a beer off tap and also drinking a local beer. Okay. So you, even if these beers are made in Chicago, you can look on the can and see when it's canned and you'll know how fresh it is. So that's another reason why drinking local beer is important because you're really getting the bang for your buck because you're getting the full freshness of the beer and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? And then it's money back into your community, you know, and things like that. So, you know, it all, you know, circulate the dollar amongst your people. Right. So do you consider yourself like a beer influencer, a beer connoisseur, I mean, what do you consider yourself? I consider myself a motherfucker that drink beer. (laughs) um, In the terms of, I would be a beer enthusiast, a craft beer enthusiast. Uh, That's what a black craft beer enthusiast said that. You know, like, there's a couple of us out here. Like I said, shout out to L. Sharpton. Shout out to Black Beer Travelers, um, Black Beer Chicago, um, it's a it's a lot of people that don't exactly do what I do, but it's on the same way same wavelength of trying to inform the people about these beers that are out, and also about not only the local beers, but you know beers that are made by people that look like you and I. You know, what I'm saying yeah. black people maybe three to five percent of the people that actually purchase craft beer. Um, and those were the numbers maybe two years ago, and I know that it's rising, and it's going to rise even more when we know um, more about it, and we're more willing to sample different beers. You know what I'm saying? We need to know flavor profile, but it takes someone that people know that ain't a fucking lame, and it's going to tell them some truth about it. You right. know what I'm saying? That's just the way it goes. So, like, I feel like that's one of my jobs. Right. Like, look, you eating some wings, you might want to get this. You might want to get this style of IPA because it's going to be a little more citrusy and it's going to help cut through the grease and the the meat of the wings, you know, citrus, because the meat, you know, it all makes sense if you're really thinking about it on some other shit, you know, but certain motherfuckers ain't really about to go that far with (laughs) it, you know, and that's why they have beer pairings. Like they have, you know, they have beer pairings with certain food. You want to drink certain beer with certain food. Now, I don't really abide by that rule because I like certain styles of beer, you know, but like certain beer is supposed to go with certain food, you know. So, you know, there's a lot of things to do with beers, a lot of different styles. You have your stouts, which is the thicker, darker beer with the aftertaste of coffee and chocolate. It's a longer, it takes a longer time to make. It's going to be higher in the IBUs, which is the international bitterness units. And what that deals with is the aftertaste when you like, like that's what, that's what that shit is. Um, And stouts can range from a lower ABV to a very high ABV. Like the most popular stout in the world might, might be the Guinness stout. You've seen that in restaurants. Um, but that's a lower ABV stout. So I feel like it's almost a waste of time drinking it because you're drinking like a 5% beer that's all thick and malty. And it's just like, I need to be fucked up off of this. Right. And then, you let your you buddy have, work. Then you have your porters, which is kind of the same type of flavor profile, but it's a little bit lighter in reference to how it looks when you 
cores, and they can be high in ABV, and you have all different type of ales. You know what I'm saying? You have an English ale, you have a Scottish ale, and then you have the Indian pale ale, and then you have regular pale ales. But the mo- one of the most popular beers for beer drinkers, craft beer drinkers, would be the, the IPA. IPA. I've heard of the IPA. That's Everybody loves that. I remember J-Rock used to get the IPA. I'm I'm a more of a... Um, I put them on. I put J-Rock on. J-Rock, I put you on and you know I did. I'm more of a summer shanty. You know, the, the little... Shandy. See, shanties, they're like kind of beers. They're like maybe they're made kind of just like beers, but the, the percentage-wise on how on what's inside is not quite a beer, but it's still in the, the realm of... Of a beer. Of a beer. Okay. Like, women folk, women folk usually don't like the hoppiness of beer, the bitter, hoppy, bad taste. Right. Like, if you're a woman and you smoke weed, you may like that hoppy, bad taste, because it's going to remind you of weed. But, like, in a general sense, I would recommend sour beers for women, because women like wine, and wine is kind of sour. Yeah. Or, or a barley wine which is another style of beer. Now, all of these beers are going to be higher in ABV because they're kind of like a wine content. Okay. Seven, eight, nine percent ABV. You have one of those and you kind of straight. Like, oh, okay, because it's still in the, it still has a little bit of an after beer fuzz on the back end. So you know you're not drinking wine or whatever. But the flavor profile, it's like you're drinking wine or whatever. Right. It's kind of weird. Know what I'm saying? It could be sweet. And mead is like the other version of that, which is kind of in that same cousin of a beer, where it's more whiny, more fruity, um, but it's it's made like a beer. It's all about the fermentation and things of that nature. Okay, so let me ask you this: with you, um, you know, being in this industry, you online, you know, I see you all the time, you know, talking about this is this type of beer, this is, you know, local, you know, you give the whole analogy of the, you know, type of beer. How how many beers have you tried? Mm. You know, there's this app called Untapped, and it's an app for craft beer drinkers to log the beers that they, they drink when they go out. Now, me, usually when I go out to drink beers, it's usually fueled by I'm hungry. See, I'm one of the people that I only believe in going to your brewery or your establishment or your your craft beer bar if the food is good. Because okay. if the food is not good, I may have one beer and leave. You know okay. what I'm saying? If the food is good, I may have three. Okay. Our food together, uh, beer places. Get something that's good that's gonna make people drink more. This is fucking elementary. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what was the question? Again? How many beers have you oh, tried? <laughs> I, I recently took a photo uh, for my forty-second birthday where I covered myself in beers, and I was recreating. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, you Tupac was recreating photo. a Tupac with the with the chains all over yeah, him, but you had exactly. the beer cans. And I'm going to use that picture for the promo, too. <laughs> all of those beer cans were cans that I kept. They're all different beers. I see. And I have a whole bunch more, you know, um, because I'm doing some type of art, this arts and crafts thing. You know? But, so, I probably drank... I've definitely drank over 500 different beers. I didn't even know it was that many beers out here. Like, that is crazy. Because like you just said, we used to the the nine brands that we have. And you just in here saying you done drank over 500 different brands of beers. Do a lot of these beer places like, you know, Miller or whatever like that, do they make different or is it more of just a local thing that's making all these different brands of beers? Well, well, the major corporations like the Millers and all Anheuser Busch. See, Anheuser Busch owns a lot of the 
corporations, beer companies that you think are major. Like, you know, they, like, I think Anheuser-Busch owns Budweiser, you know. Um, okay. And I may be wrong, like, you can fact check me on that. But, like, like Heineken owns Lagunitas. Okay. I know that. Um, but in reference to craft beer, so there, there are major beer corporations that own smaller craft breweries to help with their distribution. But then you have like beer cities that just have a lot of local craft breweries. Like Chicagoland area, we have like 201 different ones. Wow. And that's just Chicago. But so, that's a major hub, though. You that's know. a major hub, but then you, you can think of smaller smaller places like, let's say, Anniston, North Carolina. Not Anniston, but um, Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina is a major craft beer city, and they, and them themselves, they have a good however many. Think of the Austin, I'm thinking of places outside of major hubs, like the Austin, Texas, and things of that nature. So there's a lot of, so you couple that with, you know, the craft breweries in major cities, the LA's, the New York's, things of that nature, Chicago. LA has a whole bunch of them. You know what I'm saying? New York has a whole bunch of them. So there's so many craft beers. You can pretty much go into any town in the USA, even into small towns, and there may be a brewery or two. So if you think about it like that, it's easy to come across 500 beers. And then, I'll, and, and, and I'm not, and even with the 500, it's like, I may have drank, out of the 500, I may have drank 17 beers from this same company, but they were different styles of beer that they make. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I may have drank 12 different Goose Island beers. I've drank 32, you know, I drank 22 different Lagunitas beers. I've drank this many half acres. I've drank this, you know, so you, you, you start doing that and it's like, yeah, I, I have so many cans and bottles from, unreleased beer from working at breweries to beer that people gave me that they were working on at breweries and you know it's just like it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of craft beer because it's something that on on the forefront on its base you can start it at the crib you can perfect your craft at the crib yeah i was gonna ask that is that something that you eventually want to do do you want to you know craft your own beer i mean where are you taking this, you know, beer game, Chicago? I don't want to craft my own beer. Um, I've, I've, you know, tried to homebrew a couple of times, and I don't really care to do that. I want the product so I can drink it and talk about it. Um, what I really want to do is just help um, bring more local craft beer to the forefront in all of the cities and, Incorporated with music, some type of way where you know, uh, it, it it with new artists in different cities, you know, it help you know this craft brewery sponsored this show by this new upcoming artist in you know Birmingham, Alabama, and you know you come there, and you 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 see them perform, and why you, you the, the beer that you got there to drink is a local beer, you know them people, right? And like that's a lot of. Uh, a lot of hip hop niggas drink Heineken because Heineken sponsored a lot of hip hop shows and they was in videos and you know stuff like that. Just like trying to do that on the grassroots level, um, incorporated it with music and, and black folks bringing awareness to craft beer with black people and that's really what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And um, it, you know it's a lot of it's a lot of things that go into it, but it, you know it, it can work. You know it's really about doing it because it's more. Uh, black people getting into craft beer and more people in the, the culture of hip hop and R&B and the black music culture that's getting into beer. And, and that's what would break through. You know what I'm saying? When, when the beer that I get made that I name is something is in so-and-so's video, then y'all going to drink it. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I that, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't only want it to be me. Like it's plenty of us that's trying to do that. And it's just like, Man, let's put money back in our own pockets. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of black people, black entertainers getting into the liquor business. It's a lot of local 
uh, black people in Chicago and other big cities that are making their own liquor from tequilas to whiskeys. Um, after I left the, after I left the beer, uh, company, I started working at a distillery. So I learned how to make whiskey and bourbon and vodka malort for everybody from the Chicago land area and stuff like that. So it's just like the liquor industry is something that's not going to go away. They need, mm-hmm. they still need human bodies to do that shit. Or at least make it, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just something that, you know, we definitely need to tap to and we need to support it. We need to support it. You know what I'm saying? What, like I said, whatever local city you in, you know what I'm saying? Find the local people that's making that bourbon, making that tequila. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's going to taste just as good as the shit that you used to buy. You know, it's just, you didn't know about it. So like definitely support black distillers, black brewers, all that shit. Like we need, we need to do it. I feel like as, as soon as we taste the stuff and see it in places, because that's the thing, it needs to be there for us to purchase when we out drinking and kicking it. Like, yeah, I can go to the store and buy it, but what about when I'm out? I want a beer. Like, you ain't there. I'm going to order the Modelo. Right. But we got to we gotta pump them up and, and help them get to that place so we can purchase them outside and just get them in the stores. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, like, how how do you think and I'm not going to take up too much of your time, but how do you think? Uh, <laughs> how do you think a, a local business will become a part of a festival like that? That would they need a person like you, an ambassador, to you know assist them with stuff like that? Because a lot of times you go to this fest- these festivals, you're right; they're they're the regular manufactured beers. So how would a local business be able to be a part of a broccoli or you know, uh, Coachella and stuff like that. How do they, you know, incorporate that or collaborate in that type of way, in your opinion? I think um, it'll be, like, for those type of situations and type of festivals, I feel like you got to start at your local festivals first. You, you okay. got to kill local beer festival. You know, the the, you know, if it's a Buckhead Beer Festival or if it's a Midlands, whatever, like, there's beer festivals in every city and get your beer name popping. You know what I'm saying? Then you start doing the cloak. You, you might want to do some music shows and stuff. And you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to donate a lot of beer. But the beauty about beer is it's mass produced. So, you know, it's like you'll have access beer to, to give to, give to some people as long as they promote it and, and people drinking and stuff like that. And then it, after that, it's really connections. If you know what I'm saying, you got your, like shout out my brothers, uh, at Moore's brewery. Like they're the first black Chicago brewery that really are some of everywhere. You can get them at the United center, you all the way to the Laristos, all the way to the hood spots. And that's what, like people need in reference to craft beer. Like I need to get it when I'm somewhere where I wouldn't expect to get it and I need to get it where another somewhere where I wouldn't expect to get it in the hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause in the hood, if you go into a, you know, a lounge or something like that, they got the regular four bids. You know, they got what they know niggas is going by. But all it would take is the box end being like, man, this shit made in Chicago by some brothers. They might live down the block from you. And this, and this shit fine. The person is going to buy it. He's not yeah. going to be like, nah, give me that Corona instead. He's going to buy that beer. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they got to do. You just got to get the beer in a lot of places where people can get it. Okay. I think that's one of the biggest things. And that's the hardest thing. Yeah. The hardest thing. That's the hardest thing. You know what I'm saying? Getting into places where people can get it. You know, and, but it's a grind. You know, you're going to have to keep, your other job and shit like that, but, you know, I believe, you know, from what I've been seeing in the last two years or so, it's, it's paying it's off for wrong. a lot of local black breweries in all states. I ain't even just talking about Chicago. I remember searching black breweries three, four years ago. Yeah, about four years ago on the internet, and it was 10. Wow. It was 10. Wow. I, I worked at one of them. You know what I'm saying? It's so many more. It's like, you know, it's a lot more. Like, you know, 
it, it so it's it's worth it's worth your time, it's worth your effort if you want to go out and try something new, you know. And all beer isn't beer. A lot of you know, like a, like a hazy IPA is going to give you a lot of notes of, uh, you know, mango and and, and and pineapple and you know a lot of citrus and you know these things don't taste like when you sipped your grandfather's beer when you was five and you was <laughs> like, oh my, five is too young, eight, and then. You know, <laughs> It don't taste like that, y'all. Okay, you know, and it's you like when you sipped your man's beer a year ago, because most likely your man is just drinking regulation ass beer. It don't taste like that. <laughs> you said it don't taste like that. So this being, like you said, a a white industry, mm-hmm. and over five hundred different beers. You know what I'm saying? What made you want to tap into that market? You know, like what really made you want to be like, was it because no, nobody like you was in this market or what really made you be like, you know, I can really get some money, promote myself, promote my beer gang and, you know, show these niggas how to do this. But what made you really want to tap into that? Um, I didn't never think about really tap, like when I worked at Vice, a little bit before I worked at Vice, I was just, you know, doing my shit talking on the internet about beer. And, you know, in that year or so that I really started doing it, like, I was just getting a lot of feedback. Breweries was hitting me yeah. up, hitting me beer to drink and, and talk wow. about it. And like, I'm cussing and don't even hardly know what I'm talking about. And um, when I got the call from Lagunitas, I knew that was a big deal because I know I knew that they didn't hire a lot of people. And when they hit me up and they talked to me, they were like, yeah, we've been following you on Instagram and stuff for two years. And and I'm like, damn, for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, know that. And, um. You never know who's watching. And then I just went ahead and just, you know, just started, you know, fucking with the beer. Like, you know, in different, any way that I could. And. It just turned, it was something that I never thought that I would be working in. Right. I was literally been talking about it. Like, I wasn't thinking that, I wasn't trying to, that's the thing, like, that's why, I, like, shout out to you and everybody that has a pod and, 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 and are doing it dope. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about doing, I didn't want to think about no bread or nothing. <laughs> I was drinking and it just turned into a a career, you know, it seemed like. I've been out and about. When I was in Atlanta last, and I was at Hip and Hops, like, the owner and, like, another guy in there, they knew who I was from beer shit. And I'm just like, damn, I ain't never even been here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but just the internet and just connections through people and, you know, just doing what I do. Like, it so is. I even sitting there acting like I'm even doing anything. Right. I'm, I'm definitely trying to uh help push forward craft beer, definitely black craft beer. Um that's why I'm sitting on the shout out shout out shout out to my man uh Sam and Jay, the Harold's Honey Ale, the first black craft beer can in Chicago, dedicated to Harold Washington and Harold's chicken. Okay. So y'all, Chicago, y'all need to come and get a Harold's Honey Ale. They sell it at the Harold's on the uh, on fourteenth in Michigan. That's the chicken and beer heroes, but they got liquor in there. You can get you a Harold's Honey Ale. You know what I'm saying? Shout out all, shout out Funky Town, another black brewery in the, in the, in the city doing big things. You know, it's just like you got to support the brothers. I see. So, you know, last question: What is the best part of your job? What is the best part of your career? Because, I mean. <laughs> You are really doing it. I mean, I, I watch you. I, I show people, like, if you like beers, you need to follow this guy. You know what I'm saying? Especially when people, like, they try to explain it. I'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You need to follow Larry Trotter. He is the beer connoisseur. And then I show them, and they're like, oh, I never even seen this type of beer. So, like, what is the best part that you think about, you know, being, you know, beer gang Chicago? Um, it's the people. It, it's it's going to it's a, it's a combination of the people um, talking to people about beer and introducing them to new beer and uh, 
making white folks be like, God damn, why in the fuck you know about this? That's the second part. Those are the two. Those are the two. Like, <laughs> I go, I go into places that niggas don't go into. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm about to sit there and I'm about to kick the shit. And they about to buy me like three shots and three. Okay. I'm not, I'm that wicked. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, because, it, you know, they honor, they honor it even more because it's like, how does he even know about this stuff? Like this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know that this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Right. Just on the humble though. Like, it's just like, man, what you drink? Like, man, don't drink that, man. Get something up. <laughs> That's how I just approach him. Like, yeah, man, you, come on, man, you drink that shit all the time. You, you in the middle of light, Joe? Come on, man. <laughs> Got a whole business in here, man. Ask for, ask for something that tastes like a middle light, but that's local or something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, like that's the best part. The best part is that you know it's it, it's changing the narrative. It's like, no, I know about this too. I know about it way more than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and breweries know me. Every beer that you drinking, somebody at their brewery know who the fuck I am, and I'm just a regulation ass person. But I'm blessed, so it's all good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, I mean, LaRice, you have gone over the whole beer industry with us. Like, I mean, I know people are like, okay, Joy, where are you going with this? Because people don't know, like, if you are in, especially, you know, a, a drinker or you like, you know, you might as well open your palate to something new and try, you know, some new stuff because you're right. After a while, it's like, don't waste your money on that. That tastes nasty. They got 25 other beers in here, and you're going to get a Miller. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you being black and doing this, I know they looking at you sideways like, this nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. It, this is more of a German, white, you know, northern type you know, people are involved in this. You you very rarely do a, you see a black man as, you know, a beer connoisseur, I would say. Yeah, I just want to tell black folks this in reference to craft beer. Craft beer has everything that we enjoy in reference to liquor. When we're buying liquor, we want to get some, we want to get a bang for our buck. We want something that's flavorful. We want something that's going to be a little bit higher in the alcohol because we ain't trying to keep paying for shit for the rest of the night. So we trying to black people. Craft beer is all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can get a beer that has a, a, I was just drinking one of my favorite beers on the market right now is the Hay Market. Uh, It's called the Relief Peacher. It's a peach IPA. It's remarkable. Like, (laughs) I've, I've, had, I've had women folk drink it. As soon as you open it, you like, God damn, is this a peach? Like, yeah, but it has that fuzzy beer aftertaste, so you, you ain't like you drinking a peach, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's like so many beers that that different flavors and different things, and you can mix them up, and they'll go good with the alcohol that you're drinking for real. For the right, right. Things of that nature. See, I'm talking to people like that, like, cause I know we gonna double fist. We trying, <laughs> right? Where we trying to get there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So look, instead of getting that boring ass, whatever, I ain't gonna name none of them people. Man, God bless y'all. Ben, y'all might want to give me a job. To <laughs> but get local beer. Drink local beer. Add some spice to your demonstration. I really appreciate you inviting me on here. Oh, yes. Yes. You got any... Sh- Look, you, you, you gave a lot of shout-outs. I was about to say, you got any shout-outs? Man, shout-out. You got to give my brother on here. Shout-out my brother Larry Legend. You know what I'm saying? You got to get... Oh, yeah. I got to get him on here for the Harold's Chicken kind of soup. <laughs> nah, but other stuff, too, though. But shout-out to, to, to all of the, the craft beer drinkers craft beer makers, shout out to all of the black craft beer makers, shout out Beer Gang Chicago, all of us under the Chicago Beer Gang at Chicago Land Area, Black Horizon, Harold's Honey Hill, um, uh, Turner House, uh, uh, Moore's Brewery, um, uh, 18th Street Brewery, uh, like, and many, 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 many others, um, 
Shout out Craft Beer. For you real. Know? I'm about to start me a beer gang in Atlanta, it look like, y'all. Because yeah, I'm going to be trash. You know, shout out Atlanta and the Craft Beer in Atlanta. Like, I'm coming back to drink some more. The beer and wings. I heard that. Y'all, so, um, how do people get in contact with you? Um, do they just go to, you know, your name is Laurie's Trouter. They just go to your Facebook and follow you that way? I mean, they can go and follow me on there. They can follow me on IG. I'm the Urban Crafts M-E-N. Not, not the Urban Crafts Man, but the Urban Crafts Men all together. Um, yeah, those are the two ways to get in touch with me. Yes, y'all. You're in my government, so y'all can follow me on Facebook. Y'all don't be saying nothing wild. <laughs> He don't. He just all, all he talk about is beer, y'all. Literally, and especially if you need an ambassador, this is the man you need to get in contact with because he knows me. it. Good people. He knows this beer gang, y'all. So, La Reese, Reese, I really appreciate you taking your time to be on my podcast, giving us all this knowledge about beer. I didn't even know nothing about it. I'm about to start telling folks. Don't IPA. But you make sure you try this one. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, you know, it's very interesting to know that you know this. You know what I'm saying? I've been knowing you for a long time. And, you know, we done kicked it, got fucked up, did, did, did that. But to see you doing this and to really see your passion in it, it you know, it, it's very inspiring. It really is. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I see you in the future. And things are going to be a whole lot better. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. And thank you again for yes, yes, platform. Yes, yes, yes. So, local bit, y'all, and definitely tune in to Joy's Backstage. This is the Backstage, what is it? Ain't backstage it? with Joy Leah, y'all. Don't, don't, don't backstage forget that you on the show, don't even know the name. <laughs> I knew it was, I knew I was at the Backstage. You knew you was backstage, backstage, though. But yes, y'all, thank y'all for listening to this segment of Backstage with Joy Leah. I will be back with my list. But Laris, much love. Beer Gang Chicago, much love. Shout outs to y'all. And we will be right back.